I was just a boy when the infidels came to my village in their Black Hawk helicopters. The infidels fired at the oil fields and they lit up like the eyes of Allah. Burning oil rained down from the sky and cooked everything it touched. I could only hide myself and cry as my goats were consumed by the fiery black liquid death. In the midst of the chaos, I could swear that I heard my goats screaming for help. As quickly as they'd come, the infidels were gone. It was on that day, I put a jihad on them. And if you don't believe it, then you better kill me now. Because I'll put a jihad on you too. Everybody, welcome to Generation Lost, the show about movies featuring Bryn and Jeremy. And you know what? We haven't said in a while. We just want you to remember we don't take ourselves too don't seriously. Don't take ourselves too seriously here on the Gen yeah. Lost podcast. And I think that's going to be uh, very apparent <laughs> on this episode, <laughs> the final episode uh, of the month of Montage Month. Yes, uh, uh, Dealer's Choice Week, the featuring the Dark Council. Um, this was the first Dark Council month. Uh, thank you, Council, for being here, for, for demanding the things of us and making us do things. Um, if the Dark Council forms and there's five weeks in a month, w- w- me and Jeremy both pick a movie within the theme, and then the Dark Council votes on it and picks one. Um, and this month, they have decided on Jeremy's pick <laughs> of Team America World Police. That's right. Because I think that's a very reasonable montage movie. It is. It's, uh, I mean, anytime I hear the word montage, I think of Team America World Police. Right. How can you not? How can you it's not? Got those, it's got the montage song in it. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're not here to talk about that quite yet. <laughs> First, we must do our due diligence. Yes. And talk about what else we did this week. And Jeremy, I must ask you what you did this week. And by did, I mean watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for asking, Bryn. Uh, You're welcome. This week, uh, my wife and I had a lovely night out. Uh, we don't really get a lot of those, uh, you know, with a kid. It's tough to get a night out together. But we young got, parents. Uh, we got a sitter, and we went out for a date. And uh, part of that date was we went to the brand new Alamo Draft House here in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, in the uh, what do they call that place? The Foundry, the St. Louis what? City Foundry. The Foundry. It's an old uh, steel foundry that they've converted into a like a movie the, theater. There's part of it is an Alamo Draft House. Part of it is a like food hall. Part of it is a a, a mini golf nightclub. They're building sorry, like a, a wine bar and shit. Um, yeah, it's like an a mini golf, pl- an adult discovery place. If yes, you will. exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, discovery zone. Um, Whatever. Yeah, the the it's like a mini golf course that's all like black lights and shit, and like you can get cocktails okay. and like get fucked up and play mini golf. I guess I haven't been yet. <laughs> have you seen 
Have you seen that new gym that they made in Manhattan? That's like a nightclub, but it's a gym and you can mm-hmm. like drink in there. No, <laughs> it's like all dark you... and like flashing lights. Well, they do like um for uh, Soul Cycle. They do that in the dark a lot. Right, but this one has a bar in it. And mm. The whole area is is classes that are all like that. Interesting. Um, no, I had not seen that. Um, anyway, we went to the <laughs> new Alamo Draft House, which I know a couple of you, dear listeners, are St. Louis area people. Uh, go check out the Alamo. It doesn't matter that there was a shooting in the parking lot a couple days ago. In fact, an hour <laughs> after we left. Don't even worry about that. <laughs> that seems normal. It's just normal stuff that happens. <laughs> Um, yeah, there was a fucking, we went there, we saw the movie and then we left to go to a restaurant and, uh, apparently about an hour later, some kids were like breaking into cars in the parking lot. And oh, then, that happened at the movie theater. Yeah. In the or parking the lot outside the, outside the movie theater. Yeah. Um, the foundry, the foundry. Yeah. Some kids were breaking into cars and then some other kids were driving past and I guess were trying to, uh, murder them. So they, uh, <laughs> opened fire on them, but I guess that's cool the cops had like gone there to like go check out what was happening in the parking lot. Cause they heard glass breaking and then uh, all this shooting went down and then they, it was a whole big story. Um, big story here. Uh, and on, it the, was on the local news, on the local news. Yeah. Are you watching the local news there? Yeah. I, I, I subscribed it to it on YouTube and I uh, watched <laughs> the headlines. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to engage with were... the place I live. <laughs> uh, is it cool? Is it is it f- freaky? The Alamo? Do they no the news? Do they try to make you uh, scared? Oh all the yeah, time? sure. But I mean, it's like it's it's very funny because it's like it's a one to ten ratio where one story is like crime is out of control in the city, and then like the other nine are like the most boring human interest bullshit you've ever heard. Like. <laughs> It'll be like this woman has a cat. <laughs> there, I believe it's the most uh, it's top ten most violent cities in America. It's usually number one, yeah. Uh huh. I believe it's it's number six right now for twenty twenty two. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, so we went to the new Alamo Draft House. It's beautiful. It's really nice. Um, it's nice. it's brand new, so everything is pretty fresh and nice. Uh, service was good. Uh, I had a really shitty cocktail that I don't know what the concept behind it was, but it really sucked <laughs> pretty fucking bad. Uh, sucked the big one. Huh? It really did. Yeah, it was a it was like a pint glass of tequila with like a squeeze of lime in it, and then a bottle of seltzer on the side. I don't know what, what the idea was. <laughs> how i was supposed to it's the kind of drink where like if somebody gives it to you they usually would like explain you know it's the kind Uh of thing if you got it at a bar they'd be like they'd be like okay so the the concept here is you take a sip and then you take a sip and then together it's kind of like you know this but here Uh it's you know it's the alamo you're not allowed to fucking sneeze or they'll throw you out (laughs) Uh, so i just had a tall glass of tequila Yeah, I'm not really interested in anything that you have to explain to me. I don't. I don't want to be in anything that needs. Explaining. I know. Well, <laughs> the way that it was uh, written on the page just kind of looked like it was a tequila and soda. So I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> oh, it's like a it's like a deconstruction of tequila and soda. 
<laughs> we're just putting them in separate glasses. We're actually making you make it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but other than that, very nice experience. Um, and we went to go see Missing, the um, the Missing. Oh, 2023 the like- American Screen Life thriller film by Will Merrick and Nick Johnson. Okay. Uh, that that's the movie. That's a sequel to Searching. Yes, it's a sequel, but I don't think it's actually related plot wise. I think it's just like a sequel, spiritually speaking. Like, okay, I think they just like did it the same way. I'm pretty sure somebody said that like something that you see in this, like we open on them watching something on Netflix, and I think somebody had mentioned that what they're watching on Netflix is Searching. So oh, that okay. in the universe of this movie, searching is a movie. It exists. <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. But basically, uh, the movie is... Uh, it's the story of a, a teen... Um, uh, what's that HBO show um, about the teenagers? Uh, Euphoria? Yeah, she's a Euphoria-style teen... Um, she's <laughs> you like mean a, a drug addict? Yeah, she's like a drug. <laughs> she's a drug party uh, person of color, and um, <laughs> and and she's very popular. And her mom goes out of town on vacation with her boyfriend. They go to Colombia, and uh, she's home okay. alone for a week. She parties really hard, and then at the end of the week, her mom doesn't come home, and uh, she uh, doesn't have any way to reach her because her phone is off, and she's in Colombia. And so the movie is about her um, doing a whole bunch of, you know, gumshoe detective shit to try to figure out where her mom is, figure out what happened to her. And then it kind of like unravels this bigger thing about like what happened to her dad. And um, Mm. uh, it's just like a big, big old, big old mystery thriller, you know. And um, the big, the big gimmick of the movie is that everything is on a screen. So everything that you see is like, you know, if you see her, it's because like the webcam on her desktop is on or like oh, she's filming okay. herself in a camera or whatever. Um, to the degree where even like, uh, they use like the, the reverse camera on a car. Like, um, but everything is, everything is not <laughs> like a the regular death grips camera. Video. Um, and it's extremely gimmicky and it feels it the whole time. Right. Like every time you see a new one, you're like, ah, they found oh. another one. <laughs> <laughs> sure. The CCTV. Oh, the bank ATM. <laughs> yeah. And at the end, like the, the, like the final thing happens in a house that has a bunch of like security cameras rigged up to it. So you're like, all right, you kind of, kind of getting away here. with this one. <laughs> uh, That's all just, it's all just security cameras. That's, kind of just filming the movie (laughs) yeah but i will say uh all things considered that um it's a super fun time i really 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 liked it a lot yeah um i had a really good time watching it it's like if you poke too hard like the whole thing falls apart like there's a lot of (laughs) stuff that happens that like in the moment you're like okay and then, like, you think about it later, you're like, well, he probably didn't need to do that. That's pretty stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> but in the movie, you're having a good time. Yeah, in the, in the moments, in the thick of it, you're having a great time. And as gimmicky and stupid as it is, like, when they pulled up the backup, the backup camera, I was like, bravo. <laughs> bravo. <laughs> 
with the little like lines yeah uh-huh. showing what your trajectory is because every time there's like a transition out of like the house environment or whatever you're like well how are they going to do this one and then they they figure they out figure a way out another one and you're like well <laughs> look at you aren't you clever (laughs) but is the store but is the mystery good yes the mystery is really good but this is what i mean is it's like there's like if you poke at it too hard you're like this is there's a lot of suspension of disbelief you have to do for the story to really make sense but when you're in the throes of it everything works it's very scripty is the problem like it's stuff that only makes sense because it's a movie you know like right I don't want to spoil anything because it is very much a like unfurling sort of a thing that if you watch it, like you're going to enjoy it more if you don't know what's coming. Sure. Yeah. But it's like a lot of stuff like only happens the way it does because like it wouldn't happen that way if you didn't expect people to then watch it as a movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's Uh, fun. But I, I would say that overall like pretty, pretty decent performances not incredible like the acting isn't like out of this world or nothing but i mean like pretty good uh very fun time um and fucking st louis alamo draft house dodge bullets go go see a movie there (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're you are the one you're the one you'll survive (laughs) you can you you can dodge bullets you're ready you don't have to (laughs) <laughs> you mean when I when 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 I'm done training, I'll be able to text at the movies? No, Neo. When I'm through <laughs> with you, you won't need to. <laughs> you won't have to. Man, what a great movie that is. Oh, fucking! Oh, we're not talking about The Sopranos anymore. We're in the other episode. But how funny is it when AJ <laughs> gives Carmela the fucking Matrix on DVD? <laughs> oh yeah, her birthday. I love that. Tony She's gets like, her a good. beautiful ring. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to wrap it, Mom. It's the Matrix on DVD. <laughs> That's a great present. She's like, I haven't seen this one. <laughs> yeah, no shit. It would be so funny if, like, the whole rest of the season, she's just like, "Did you know that?" Like, <laughs> she's just like talking about Matrix lore, <laughs> <laughs> or she just keeps bringing up how she didn't understand what it was about. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen that movie the matrix <laughs> what were they going for what, there what happens in that movie <laughs> that All bug comes out a... of his stomach and then you never see it again <laughs> i turned it off <laughs> i don't want to see that <laughs> <laughs> gross <laughs> uh, yeah if you are not aware um we are now doing sopranos every month this week is Sopranos bonus episode week. So season three. Why don't you, why don't you hit up that patreon.com slash generation loss and go check out this Sopranos season three episode. Um, and that's mostly what I watched this week. Yeah. I watched a whole season of Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> so the truth is, is that I haven't had much chance to watch anything else. Um, although. I did watch the first half of Tar, mm-hmm. um, but I don't want to get into it yet. Um, Though I simply must know, how consequential do you feel the first hour of the film is? <laughs> how do you mean consequential? I mean, I guess you haven't seen the rest of it, so you can't really say. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
it, I'm intrigued. Like I like the, what is happening and what I'm watching. I think it's an interesting. I love her performance. I think you sort of downplayed uh, that it was like fantastic, but I'm so far I feel like it's fantastic. <laughs> um, she is so. I mean, I also went to art school, so I mm-hmm. was like around music kids and this music kind of teachers. behavior. This kind of like really like effervescent, very self-serious, you know, like prosaic way of talking about music mm-hmm. and like performance of music. It's so dead on. <laughs> uh, really, really, really great performance, I think, from her. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's a beautiful looking movie and it's really like building a world, I think. Um, before what I believe is the inciting incident happens for an hour. Um, but I'm liking that stuff. Um, so I don't know. Maybe it doesn't matter or doesn't pay off or whatever, but uh, we'll see. Um, one thing I actually wanted to mention to you that I did, I keep meaning to bring up on the show that I don't think I've actually talked about yet mm-hmm. is, um, did we talk and and tell me if we did actually? But did I talk to you about the defunct land uh, video about the Disney Channel music? No, I mean we may All have right. talked about defunct land in the past, but uh, certainly not recently. <laughs> so I, I I I have been a couple of weeks. This, didn't watch it this week. I watched it a little while ago, but I wanted to bring it up because defunct land has started to you know defunct land is a YouTube channel that started to do you know, they were just cranking out content like most YouTube channels do. And then they stopped for a long time. And then they made a two hour documentary about queuing Mm. and like creating lines at Disney World and Disneyland. And we talked about that video, I think. I don't think so, no. You what? (laughs) Um, Have you seen it? No. Oh my god, it's so amazing! You would love this. I think the last <laughs> like, uh, the last defunct land that I watched was um, uh, oh, I have uh, probably a while ago now. Is looking like uh, the <laughs> well, um, the World's Fair episode is probably the last one that I watched. That's, oh, that's two a years good one. ago. That's a pretty good one, but um, yeah, this the the one about fast pass it's i think it's called like fast pass Mm. or something um is so insane and such a good movie like it's a really it's a it's like two hours it's like an hour and a half long it's like hour Um, and 45 yeah there you go um and that is a movie about engineers solving a problem and then destroying the like (laughs) like creating so much worse problems um, by what they were trying to do. Um, and just the sort of delicate and there's this moment in the, in, in the movie, I'm going to just call it a movie. It's a, it's an sure. hour and a half long. <laughs> um, there's a moment in the movie, in the fast pass movie where, he, um, he is presenting you with this insurmountable amount of data. It's hard to explain what actually he's trying to say without, ruining it but there's this like kind of like jump drop about a realization of what he's saying (laughs) and then like presents to you this insane amount of data in a really cool way 
um, that I just like don't think I've ever experienced in any movie um, where it's, it's like this this thing that he created where he's explaining the entire history of what queuing is and why it's important and how it like affects your experience of an amusement park and how it's laid out and like what they were trying to do by changing it in front of you know from just like a line you stand in to like two lines you stand in and like how it feels to be in one of those lines and you know and then how they did like a standby line for a while and then they did like all this other stuff and then it gets so complex he's like well we have to do this um and you're just like it like raises the experience of what he's talking about to such a crazy level that you're, it it almost feels like a jump scare, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and I was just it, that that moment like blew me away, um, and I highly recommend watching that uh, movie. Um, but then I think a year later, he released another movie. <laughs> I think he didn't do really much of anything. Yeah, it looks between like those between those two is a regular one about the Garfield ride and one about okay. the history. Oh, yeah. Of- under the umbrella tree right those are cute little things but i think he was he's more in line with his regular stuff yeah and then he dropped another one that's about the disney channel theme song Mm -hmm. um which is a really interesting video about branding and composition um but it's 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 definitely worth watching it's this sort of like um did you watch the uh, the Harrison Bomber guy video about Tommy Tallarico? Is that the newest one? That's the Roblox Oof yeah, one? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't particularly love it. Um, it kind of ends up being two hours of like bullying a weirdo online. Mm. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's, it's interesting for a little while, but he gets a little up his own ass about it uh, to me personally. This one is more like a mystery where it's like somebody made this song that people don't actually remember unless they were really into Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you hear it, you're like, oh, yeah, of course. Um, I remember hearing that. And then he's like f- trying to figure out who wrote it. And so it's like the sort of who done it is he sort of like follows all of these clues and interviews all these people and calls different people who might have known the person who did it. And so it's a fun little like mystery trying to figure out this thing because nobody knows. Um, but what I wanted to mention about it, it's worth watching, but he has this sort of like hang up about calling himself a documentarian. Mm-hmm. Um, and it reminded me of, we've talked about Tim Rogers, who also sort of has a hang up about talking like what he does, you know, do I make content? Do I make videos? Am I a YouTuber? You know? Um, and I think if you're making an hour and a half long movies about something, <laughs> uh, I don't really think there's much of an argument that you're not a filmmaker. Right. Um, but he kind of like really undermines this really interesting and beautiful video by like ruminating on it too long. Where he's just like, I think I want to be a document. I want to call myself a filmmaker. or I, th- I think I should be allowed. And like, I don't know where these people who are putting in clearly hundreds of hours of work creating a film are why they can't just accept 
that it's fine and no one cares. Like, I don't yeah. know how on, they must be so online. Yeah. What approval like, <laughs> are they looking for? Like what? I know. Do you think you have to like have, be eligible for an Oscar or something? And what more do you need? Like, what are you looking for out of anybody? You know? Yeah. Do you need to be picked up by HBO? Like, I mean, lots of stuff on HBO, like the fucking, um, this place rules documentary like that's the that's just a big long youtube documentary that hbo put out but no one is like not a movie right yeah i it only came out on the internet it's like no one cares anymore (laughs) no one thinks it has to come out in the theaters to be a movie uh so i feel like we're so long past that it really felt like he was undercutting my interest in a in a really fun movie that he made by like discussing within it it's like qualifications as a movie Mm -hmm. and that made it feel like a youtube vlog you know (laughs) that made it feel like oh i'm just like watching somebody's like trail of thoughts but it's like edited nicely yeah um and i just want to say if you're listening to this and you make youtube videos fucking don't do that yeah just who cares just be what you are just do what you're doing make the product good it doesn't that's matter. fine it doesn't matter at all like in this in this day and age it's i remember us talking about like the golden globes and how like the idea of like having tv and movies together in the same place is going to make so much more sense in like 10 years time and like oh yeah youtube is exactly the same where it's like if it continues to exist for another 10 years we're going to be thinking of it the same way as we do tv and movies like it's these lines are getting so fucking blurry at this point. Like I, 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 I challenge anybody to even come up with a diff, like a, like a definition that would be like, what's a TV and what's a movie. Mm-hmm. Like you can point to mo- the biggest movies in the world right now is the Avengers movies. And like they come out infrequently, but like they're just episodes. Yeah, they're like serialized. it's all the same show. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I don't know. Even, yeah, I mean, it's like the. I guess TV comes out in a chunk of episodes. Right. Exactly. It's like it's real wishy washy, because like then there's like series like that are British series like Black Mirror that mm-hmm. are like here's only three. Yeah, and they're a an year hour and a half whatever. long. Yeah, <laughs> Sherlock. Um, all those episodes are like two hours long. <laughs> Like I, I stand by the fact that San Junipero is a movie that happens to be an episode of Black Mirror, mm-hmm. but it's a good movie, and I'd recommend that movie. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend all of Black Mirror. <laughs> um, so it just seems so silly to even like mince words or whatever. You're clearly putting in a lot of work, and you're putting a lot of good work. Um, just call yourself what do you want, whatever you want to call yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do highly recommend the Fast Pass uh, uh, movie um it's so good um the disney channel one too but uh yeah that's what i watched um so let's right, move we on to the our... feature presentation yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh the feature presentation for this week is team america world's police directed by trey parker co-written by matt stone and pam brady uh it's the man trey show it's uh the fucking south park guys um you know what it is you know what it is it's the fucking south park people 
and they uh wrote this movie in 2004 and uh yeah it's got the montage song in it that's all <laughs> yeah there are a lot of montages in this um not there just the montage song there's a lot of montages and um I don't know. Generally, it's hard to get a bead on the age of our listeners, but knowing, you know, from some of the emails, at least like we have a few pretty young listeners, like this may not be as ubiquitous as we think of it as. Cause I mean, anybody our age, I feel like has seen this movie, um, or at least is like aware of it to some extent. It was, it felt like a big, event movie at the time mm-hmm. uh it everyone was talking about it it didn't make a ton of money uh it was it's 51 on 32 yeah um so it wasn't like a huge movie but it did feel like at least within the bubble of like sort of edgy funny you know types of subcultural people it was a big event. Well, and at the time, you know, South Park was top of the world. Like, this is as big right. as South Park ever was, was at this time. I remember, like, South Park was so big at that point that I remember, like, my teachers talking about it. And, like... Yes. Like, I had um, these two teachers. One of them was an English teacher. One of them was the choir director. And they were, like cool intellectual Brooklyn guys who would like commute into Long (laughs) Island from their Brooklyn apartment. And like, they were like exactly like the kind of, you know, you know, exactly the type, you know? Yeah. And, and like, you know, they're like encouraging us to like go see theater and like, you know, like get it, you know, read books and whatever. And like, and then every week when South Park comes out, we would talk about the episode, you know, <laughs> like that's how, that's how big and ubiquitous South Park was back then. Right. And, and this um, is, uh, and this is kind of the peak of the, of, of, of their form. I th- feel. This was four, five years after South Park, the movie, mm-hmm. which was s- impossible to describe how successful and ubiquitous that was. Like, it was nominated for an Oscar mm-hmm. and they performed one of the songs at the Oscars. Yeah. With uh, Robin <laughs> like, Williams. Yeah. Yeah. They had Robin Williams come out and do blame Canada. Uh, bizarre. It's like so weird. And then they lost, <laughs> if I remember correctly to um, uh, the song from Tarzan by Phil Collins. <laughs> You'll be in my heart. You'll be in my heart. Which um, they then lampooned. In the uh, Timmy and the Lords of the Underworld episode uh, uh-huh. where Skyler, the guitar player, goes solo and uh, at, at the behest of, um, at the suggestion of, of Phil Collins, who says, he, you know, he left Genesis and became a success. So Skyler should make his own project, reach for the Skyler. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was a big fucking <laughs> South Park fan. <laughs> I was not a big fucking South Park fan. I remember absolutely everything from like those first eight seasons. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I think we've talked about it a little bit on the show that I was um, not a, you know, I, it was around and I it was on Comedy Central. So I like saw it sometimes. Mm hmm. And they had funny jokes every once in a while, but for me, it was so hit and miss and so annoying. Um, 
that it, it wasn't something I was watching all the time. Um, when people were like, oh, this episode is so funny, I'd like watch a rerun of it or something. But yeah, wasn't really watching the show. Um, but I did like their movies. Mm-hmm. I thought that the South Park movie was very funny. I had kind of gone back and before, like around when the South Park movie came out, I watched Orgasmo mm-hmm. and I thought that was really great. And uh, Cannibal the Musical, I really thought was a good time. Um, and so when this came out, this was like visually so funny just yeah. from the trailers, um, just from like, you know, reading in magazines what they were doing. And I remember there was a bit of, um, there was a bit of secrecy around it. Uh, I remember reading in magazines that they were working on something and there wasn't like much information um, but they yeah, were they really saying wanted there the would be puppet puppets. thing to land, you know, right? Um, and I can't and remember what sure the what... trailer was like. Now I'm wondering because, like, the the first scene of the movie opening on like the shitty marionettes and then zooming out to the better <laughs> marionettes, I feel right. like I remember going to the movies and being like, "Oh, this is what it's going to look like." Oh, you know, like that, like it's first like a little moment. impressive, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. I don't really remember, but I do remember there was like a reveal that people were like, what is this going to be? Yeah. Um, And once I saw the trailer, I was like, I got to see this. So I went and saw it in the theater Mm -hmm. and almost threw up from laughing. Uh, I don't think at the time I'd ever seen anything so funny. Um, What was your experience with it? Yeah, very similar. I mean, like I said, uh, South Park was a huge cultural touchstone for me and my friends. And we I remember going to see this with a bunch of my friends. This was like right at the age where I started getting to go to movies on my own. Um, right. 2004 would be 2004. Yeah. Uh, if I'm 35 now, I would have been like 13, 14 years old at that point. So. Yeah, right at the age where like I was able to kind of like go out on my own, get a movie ticket for myself, and I remember taking my friends with me to go see this. We like got an older friend to buy us the tickets because it was R, and we couldn't get in. And uh, <laughs> and then I I feel like we talked about it every day for like the rest of the year. <laughs> I feel like we would like reference something from it that we thought was really funny. A lot of stuff that. In retrospect, uh, similar to again, we you know this is in the wrong order and whatever. Then like people didn't listen to the bonus, but the way that like I remember that um, <laughs> Sopranos arc with the lamp being all the same episode because it's funnier that way. I feel right. like we misremembered stuff from this movie as being funnier than it was, even though the movie itself is incredibly funny. Like there's a shot where uh, we see the tough guy, the mean guy, whatever, like lining up a pool shot as Gary is kind of like walking around and meeting the whole team. And there's the guy at the pool table and he's like working with the stick and setting up the shot and then he shoots it. And in real life, that shot is, he just does it. And it's, you're supposed to be like a little bit impressed that the puppet did that with such precision. But our (laughs) memory of it, me and my friend Matt would talk about it all the time, how fucking funny we thought it was that they like have him set it up so nice and then flail and like not do it. And that's not what he does in the movie, but we remembered it that way and it was funnier. (laughs) (laughs) 
um yeah I, I i definitely know what you mean when it comes to like misremembering things right uh my boyfriend uh does that all the time mm-hmm. with like he'll just like add lines to funny like tim and eric or like samurai cop quotes that i like i find more funny mm-hmm. um and then I'm, we'll watch it and i'm like oh they don't say that well in my mind that's funnier yeah <laughs> um still do that um so i guess to explain this movie gosh it's really hard to explain this movie if you like weren't there because this is three years after 9-11 mm-hmm and America is so crazy. <laughs> yeah, two <laughs> like, wars, two brand new wars. Nobody can really tell why, but everybody's into it. <laughs> and um, everyone who everyone's is vibing like, with America being everywhere militarily. Right. Everyone who's a a huge idiot who you would never hang out with, like, it is. It's really weird. I don't. It's hard to explain because I feel like people. There wasn't that much in the media. It would be like if Republicans were also like super rah rah Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like just everyone on, on television, in the media, in Congress was just like pro just war yeah like and and, i mean obviously there was huge demonstrations um like large demonstrations these are coming from the the left these are coming from outside of the mainstream um right but like normal people but like not there wasn't that many people even on television uh at all yeah who who there was no like twitter where there was a big faction of people who were anti this it was hard to find it felt crazy um it's hard to really explain that but like that's why like michael moore had such goodwill with people because Mm -hmm. he was like one of the few people who was like no this is fucking stupid yeah and like had a platform and said it um so in that milieu culturally um this movie comes out um and at the time it felt like pretty pretty bold of them Mm. to sort of roast the entire american political hegemony of just like it's good to do this um i don't know it doesn't really feel super applicable right now well i was gonna say today yeah i was gonna say something that's interesting and and i hate to i i never really like to be a you couldn't do this today guy (laughs) but you really couldn't do this today like not only because like politically it doesn't make sense today but additionally because like the like there's the there's this like hack way of kind of presenting yourself when you're an edgy comedian where you say like i'm an equal opportunity offender i go after everybody and like this is one of those movies where you're like they really do though huh you know like it really (laughs) is like i mean it is as much about you know 
American military hegemony and like the way that we impose ourselves on the world and the way that we leave things worse than we found them constantly. Like it's as much about that and our military as it is about how annoying Hollywood is and how annoying liberals are. And like, it's, it's a very interesting, like, I think maybe it's like a little misguided to equate the two the way that it does. But, um, of course. Yeah. But but the way that comedy is today, like, you can't be a both person, you know, you can't attack both and have mainstream success. You have to be a tool of one or the other because that's where comedy fits now, right? Is as a tool in the arsenal of, of poli- like politics, of the right? culture war. Yeah. Everything is part of a culture war now. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I, I think that this is a, I mean, I don't know. The, my, my my issue whenever anybody says like you couldn't do this today i think it's just that it would everything is so different like people could do this it would just come out on youtube or whatever like mm-hmm. it, you know i don't know these people probably could do this today <laughs> uh and the, the, i mean i haven't i haven't watched south park but i'm sure i know they like did an episode where like Mr. Garrison rapes and kills Donald Trump or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. uh, they're still doing their stupid shit. Um, but they're kind of like grandfathered just, into it at this point, you know? Uh huh. That's kind of what it feels like to me anyway. Yeah, I guess so. I don't really know. Um, I feel like we're probably due for some younger generation edge Lord to be like, this is all fucking lame. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll happen soon. It kind of felt like that was where <laughs> Andrew Callahan was going. And unfortunately, he didn't really. Well, first of all, he um, got in trouble. But second of all, he didn't really hit it <laughs> out of the park. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think he- I've always been a little suspicious of his politics mm-hmm. that they mostly just aren't there. And I think that's the problem with Matt and Trey is that they don't really have well, any they politics. Do, but their politics are like stupid as hell they're like i mean they're they're from the other i don't know if they do like they they mostly just say that i guess we're libertarians well that's what i mean is yeah so they're they're the other you know outside the mainstream make fun of everybody type you know because there's like leftists who are more socialist leaning who are like yeah we hate the conservatives we hate the liberals we can make fun of both of them and then there's yeah there were that type of libertarian libertarians now are so fucking weird and stupid and lame that it kind of like doesn't really work the same way. But like back in like the Ron Paul days, like it was cool to be a libertarian. Like people like people vibed with it pretty hard. I feel like that was explicitly because of the Koch brothers. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it's definitely a, there's definitely like a cultural type of guy who like thinks it's cool to not have an opinion on this stuff and it's all fucking lame man mm-hmm. but like culturally they're pretty reactionary um and that just doesn't really exist anymore like if you're a reactionary you're like a weird esoteric nerd about it or you're like you know a mainstream like gun guy or whatever like there just really isn't like just a quote-unquote normal dude who doesn't care much and mm-hmm. is like I don't think the government should tell us what to do. Um, they're, 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 I mean, they probably are. They're just rich, you know, <laughs> like like Matt and Trey. But anyway, the movie um, is about this group of people called Team America who I just, I didn't even like realize until I watched it 
again, but like multiple people imply that they're a private corporation. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're some sort of private police, like not the military. Um that just goes and does stuff, which is yeah. an interesting which is an interesting little tweak that I hadn't because I always assumed that it was just like they're a special operations force. Oh, I figured they were um, like the A team. I figured they were just kind of their own their own deal. <laughs> yeah. Um it's implied by Alec Baldwin, I think, <laughs> that they are, you know, like Blackwater, basically. Um and they are just going around fighting terrorists who is just anybody doing bomb stuff. Yeah. And the movie has it both, tries to have it both ways by like, they actually are like the caricatures of like demon Muslims. Uh, like <laughs> they are doing terrorism, but mm-hmm. they never really seem to do anything. Like they just have bombs. Right. Um, they do, and, they do one, they blow up the, um, Panama canal. Right. Um, so so it's this team of people and it's sort of like stock Michael Bay characters of like the the hard Oakley's wearing guy who hates everybody, the like really hot girl who has a dark past because her boyfriend was killed in the line of duty, mm-hmm. the dumb bitch who is thinks she's a psychic, <laughs> the gay guy, and then like the no personality, like teeth blonde one. Mm-hmm. Um and I forget all their names. It doesn't matter. Doesn't They're matter. just they're puppets um <laughs> and uh and then there's Spotsworth or spots spotswood worth spotswood who's like the yeah the charlie or the yeah or the what is the a team leader guy i don't know whatever i don't remember uh he's like <laughs> the guy who's in charge or whatever yeah and so their plan is they need the best actor in the world <laughs> to go and help them fight the terrorists yeah. because they need to like get a spy in. And so they need someone who's good at disguises and acting and improvising and stuff. So they get this dumbass who's the best actor in the world. Um, who's like on Broadway with lease. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and they get him to go. They ask him to come. Uh, he, he has a whole crisis of patriotism and then decides, sure, I'll be, I'll be your actor. And then they go to, uh, the Middle East. I th- yeah. think they go to Durkistan, um, and infiltrate the terrorists. Hide yeah, out. they foil their first um, plan, but then like we get this kind of bigger reveal that they're being financed by Kim Jong Il, uh, <laughs> right? And then uh, he's got this kind of like bigger, broader plan to like do a bunch of coordinated terror attacks all at once. There's kind of this side thing that happens at the Panama Canal where they kind of like jump the gun on blowing some shit up. And then there's a big um, peace summit where all the actors of the world all go to like talk about peace. Uh, yeah, Kim Jong Il has a peace summit. Yeah, and the plan is to get all of the important people into one room so they can't do anything when all the nine elevens go off. Yeah, and then uh, and then Team America saves the day. And um, yeah, that's all that happens. That's that's the main plot points. I want to talk much more about like kind of like what like all the all the different parts of this right so like i'm i'm curious this time watching it um how much of the comedy hit for you um a lot of it Mm -hmm. it's still really funny i mean i've (laughs) i would be you know i think you know it's funny when i watch it as a kid 
you know, I was like 17 or something when it came out. Like I was already pretty like by anybody's standards, like pretty quote unquote far left. Mm -hmm. Um, And my watching of the movie felt like it was a mirror for me. Mm -hmm. And I think they like know that like they, they're watching it and being like, if you're on, if you're a Republican or a liberal, you can watch it and like see, you know, the people you don't like made fun of or whatever. Um, I never felt like, Oh, I'm being attacked. I didn't really care. It didn't really seem to have much of a point anyway. Um, so it was all very funny. Um, a lot of it still is pretty funny. Um, basically everything with the puppets, like any visual joke still works for me. Yeah. Um, it's still really stupid looking. Um, a lot of the not puppet stuff though, like the, like the actual jokes, uh, worked a lot less for me. Yeah. Um, I don't really remember it working for me though. Like, I don't remember, like, when I watched the movie, I wasn't, like, quoting lines, really. There's yeah, a couple, there was like, some stuff that ones. I definitely was quoting a lot. Like, I loved, um, like, the like the first time that he gets into Spotswood's limo, and he's like, he's like, wow, this is a really nice limo. That's right, Gary. <laughs> now suck now my suck cock. suck my cock. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, there's big lines like that. There's that one, and I promise I'll never die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> delivered so plainly (laughs) yeah um there's there's definitely like big joke moments that still get me um but just like there's a lot of general like bullshit that i find kind of boring Mm -hmm. um and 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 one thing i noticed watching this time is that it's so much of of a stupid michael michael bay action movie that it just kind of plods along sometimes like it actually does just do what michael bay movies do (laughs) (laughs) and i i think in the past i've been more um forgiving because i'm you're gonna get to the funny punchlines and Mm -hmm. the funny puppets and stuff and this time i was like there was a couple scenes where i was like i don't want to i don't care about this actually in the movie yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's not a movie it's a joke um but i don't know what about you did the did you find yourself less in less laughing i definitely was not laughing as much as i wanted to be um the stuff that worked for me a lot this time were like kind of like um like second tags on stuff like sure. uh uh you know there's like when he's telling this the tragic backstory of his brother dying at the zoo and like at you're the su- gorilla, yeah, yeah you're supposed to be <laughs> laughing at like you know the absurdity of it all uh but the things that were really making me laugh were like well first of all i love how every time anybody refers to acting they're never really talking about it the way that anybody talks about acting like no. <laughs> so there's like he's like i was i was up on the ledge doing some acting <laughs> which is yeah, great that i like that funny. sort of stuff but then the thing that really was killing me this time was like and my brother fell in the 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 gorilla exhibit but he forgot he had blueberries in his front pocket. <laughs> I don't know why that really got me this time. <laughs> Stuff like that really made me laugh. The like suck my cock didn't really do it for me this time. Um, uh, the like the long 
uh, sex montage, the long puke scene, like didn't really do it for me this time. Oh, the sex one was sort of like, yep, I remember this classic scene. Like I yeah. was watching it like an, you know, like an like an adult watches a movie they used to think was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but the puke scene still really got me. <laughs> <laughs> when, I think it's the music. Like when it starts getting more intense, yeah. Like he like you think he's done, and then the music and kicks when the in. hose kind of like runs out of stuff, and it's just like sputtering <laughs> out is pretty nice. Uh, That's still really funny. I something that um, really made me laugh this time was how like I guess I didn't really think of it when I was a kid because I didn't really understand like actors very much and like who was good and who was bad but like the fact that he that Gary keeps referring to Alec Baldwin as the greatest actor in the world <laughs> makes me laugh so fucking much just to think about like even what cuz like now he's like an even bigger <laughs> actor than he was then you know like this is before 30 rock <laughs> like <laughs> what was he even in? what was he even big for at that point <laughs> i get yeah it's just like he's he's in the he was in the public eye i guess yeah i don't know what people were like watching him for but um yeah there's funny parts i found uh kim jong-il uh not funny yeah really annoying Um, and and it's not you know it's annoying but it's like i i don't i i remember even at the time being like this is pretty Mm mean-spirited um like I was, I was an edgy teenager, but I was, I was not <laughs> immune to racism. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is kind of on the line where I'm like, this isn't, this isn't very good and not very funny to me. Like I, I was able to like very much overlook it, but like, I thought the I'm lonely song was like really boring mm-hmm. and not funny even at the time. And, and I, times a million (laughs) uh did not like it this time um although i i cannot lie that i laugh every time he says hans blix Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) and similarly sharks are cute similarly i do think that like the gibberish uh muslim language that they do is is pretty mean-spirited however i am not immune to laughing the first time gary like very seriously does the like durka durka (laughs) Muhammad Jihad. <laughs> no, and that's you know. So this movie rides a really weird line where it's like that stuff. Like Kim Jong Il, he he's like I don't even know. He shouldn't be in the movie. Like it doesn't make any sense politically. Like I don't mm-hmm. know what they're lampooning except that he's just like in the media a lot because America loves to saber rattle at at the DBRK, but the the muslim stuff feels like uh i to me i guess feels like a sort of like extra ironic back around thing where it was like making fun of the perceptions that america had mm-hmm. and not like this is how muslims are like it was so over the top um that it feels like it's making fun of america and not muslim people mm-hmm. um Maybe I'm being too generous there. Uh, I can definitely imagine somebody watching it and and not feeling comfortable with it at all. Yeah, I feel um, like it's probably a little bit of both. Um, and considering they don't give a shit at all, <laughs> uh, you know, it's not. It's totally fair to look at it and think that it's 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 just racist. Um, 
but that one felt like they're more trying to get something else across. Um, but then you're in the same movie as the Kim Jong Il character, which yeah. is just just racist and orientalist or whatever. Um, and it's weird, and it feels there's there's stuff in this movie where it's like I can't I can't recommend it. Uh, if you have any sensitivity at all <laughs> towards like pretty racist humor, um, I don't, you know, I can't excuse it. I wouldn't excuse it. Um, but there's a lot of stuff in this movie that's very, very funny. Um, but the politics are also really bad. <laughs> yeah. The politics are pretty abysmal actually. Like the, the, the way that it all wraps up as this sort of like, you know, there, there's a big monologue that a drunk guy gives to Gary and then Gary gives to the, the film actors guild, uh, the meeting about how, you know, nobody likes America cause we're dicks. And I can understand that because if you're a pussy, then you get fucked by dicks and, and I can understand how you'd not like us, but you know what? There's also assholes and dicks can right. also fuck assholes. And, and 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 that's kind of like the the moral of the story basically is like sure you don't like American military hegemony but you know what it keeps the world in line doesn't it <laughs> it really fe- I remember that kind of like, feels I, like what the message of the movie is supposed to be is like sure yeah, we suck I, ass but it could suck you gotta, worse you gotta you know you, you gotta hand you living... simply gotta hand it to us. <laughs> and it's funny because I remember seeing it as a kid and being like what (laughs) like what do you mean i don't know what the point of this is i thought you were saying the whole movie that that's bad that the it felt really it just feels so incongruous and unclear as to what its perspective even is Mm -hmm. um and i think as i watched it uh, you know through my 20s i kind of perceived it as the the speech being just how he's like justifying it to himself uh because he's an idiot (laughs) um and then everyone else sort of being on board um but you know there's nothing else in the movie suggesting that it's supposed to be funny or like not their real opinion just said in a group you know um juvenile way um it really does seem like that's their opinion and what they're trying to get across yeah is that you don't have to be so ridiculous and you know over the top rah rah patriotic because that's cringe but you do need to bomb north korea (laughs) (laughs) uh it feels like what they're trying to say yeah um and that's very stupid and also that scene never really worked for me and i realized uh, just as in co- in a comedy way, uh, I realized this time it's because they already did that joke. Mm-hmm. Like it's actually much funnier when the drunk guy says it. Cause right. Yeah. <laughs> when he's like, you're going to get your shit all over your dick and your pussy. Yeah. <laughs> and then vomit. And then, and then uh, Gary vomits is a much funnier punchline then than when he says it and everyone applauds. Right. Because um, when you do it the second time, it's not a joke. When you're doing it the second time, you're saying, this is the moral of the story. Right. I already heard this. So you're just telling me to like really think about really it. Really think actually. about it because actually he's right. <laughs> right. But it's like, but that doesn't make any sense. Like, what's the difference between 
a dick and an asshole, like you're saying that's violence, I guess. And then what's an asshole? I don't really get like it. <laughs> it's like a productive. Uh, I think it's because he's saying like fucking is productive and shitting is not. So it's like, sure, right. like, sure, I'm fucking you. But this guy is just dropping shit all over you. And that's worse. I guess. But like, yeah, it's just like if you think it's one of those things where it sounds sort of interesting if you're 12 mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, yeah, there's like, you know, you have to do violence to keep violence away or whatever but if you think about it for like 10 seconds none of it makes any sense right um and it's just sort of gross and and i don't know like it makes me just not want to think about it like i'm watching a fun movie here (laughs) why are you trying to like shove this yeah why are you why are you putting this in here like we were having fun with the with the guy threatening him by saying like if you do that shit again, I'm going to drill a hole through your dick. So the next time you pee, it goes in all different directions. <laughs> like that's you'll the kind of movie your... this should be. <laughs> yeah. You'll shit on your balls. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll rip off your balls and shove them up your ass. So the next time you shit, you shit on your balls. <laughs> and they're so good at stuff like that. Yeah. That it, it's, it's still really fun. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to say by any means that it's not a funny no. and fun movie to watch. And it's like, it's, it's just from a comedy writing and a comedy creating perspective, I think it's a really good one to watch. Cause like, it's a real case study in like getting all the meat off the bone. You know, it's a real, like they really explore everything that could be funny about these puppets. And like, they really, <laughs> they really hit all the marks. Like I was thinking, like one of the most impressive things about it to me is how they're able to make a joke out of how good they can make the puppets look and also make a joke out of how bad they can make the puppets look like there's that scene in the Panama canal (laughs) where there's no reason for it in there. It's just like an inner cut thing to like kind of move the story along or whatever. And they have this gorgeous like reverse tracking shot like coming across this whole landscape stuff moving all sorts of action and shit happening like it's a big coordinated beautiful cinematic shot and then they also have like the two guys like line up with each other to fight and then they just like like hit the two puppets (laughs) against each other and like both of those are in the same movie and those are two different ends of like what could be funny about the puppets you know like the the thing that i think is probably the funniest and most brilliant sequence in the movie is uh the freedom isn't free song Mm -hmm. where they take the little puppet oh to to actual washington (laughs) dc and then they just like pose him looking wistfully at like the actual lincoln memorial and he's like (laughs) he's tiny he's he's like leaning up against the fucking tombstone Yeah, that stuff that is shit really gets great. Me every time, and like just like the visual joke of like, y- yes, we're like meta making a movie, and it's a tiny puppet, and we're not going to make a bigger one, and we're not going to make a smaller DC. Yeah, because that wouldn't be as funny. Um, incredible, like just that's the kind of choices that they're you know so talented at, and what made them really popular. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's just unfortunate that they have. Like I'd rather just watch a fucking I don't know, maybe I'm maybe that's not true, but I'd rather them just like t- pick a side, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like 
you know, just be pro something or whatever. It just feels so childish and juvenile and just repellent to me to like re like watch a, something that's so limp, so limp dicked. You know, it's mm-hmm. just like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's stupid to, to like like war this much and be this racist it's only funny if you're racist in a funny way or it's only you know i don't know like what it it just it just frustrates me uh watching it as an adult um and yeah i don't know it's it's a land of contrast this movie (laughs) it is it's it's still to me i think one of the funniest movies i've ever seen Mm -hmm. like i i think that it it's less consistent than I remember. Um, but the highs, like the, the high points they hit are just, if you've never seen this movie before, I'd love to know what you thought of it. Like write in generation lost pod at gmail.com because especially if you're a younger person, like were you able to like unclench and like let the puppets be really funny? <laughs> Cause it's so funny to me. Um, and I don't know. I don't know how else someone would would uh would perceive this. But um, I don't know. I guess I still recommend it. Like it with with a heavy like yeah with a he- heavy warning big asterisk next to that. <laughs> it's very racist. <laughs> um, and it's not even really the word. Like it's not it's not mean or it is mean spirited. But it's like. It's just very tasteless mm-hmm. in some cases. And I think that line gets crossed in a non-funny way. Um, but I th- I think I would recommend this to people I trust <laughs> and know. You know what I mean? I wouldn't recommend it generally. Yeah, this is a this is a real classic uh, um, shooting this range for- movie. This is a real like... <laughs> yes. This is a shooting range rule movie. Yeah. Uh, why don't you explain that to new listeners? <laughs> the, is is that what you call it when the place that you go to shoot a gun? Firing range? What is it called? Shoot, shooting range. Shooting yeah. range. Just yeah, the, the range. Yeah. yeah, the shooting range rule is that like, yeah, when you're in trusted company and when you know nobody can get hurt, it's okay to fire off a gun sometimes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are definitely guns that you can't fire off at the shooting range, but a lot of them That's are right. okay. <laughs> There are guns that they will not let you bring in there. Yeah. And rightfully so. You shouldn't have them there. No one should ever have that. Everyone could get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I think if you if you all know that you're... You're that just you shooting this, at a target. It's not a real guy. It's not a real guy. <laughs> <laughs> and you're... <laughs> And you're all understanding what that means. Yep. And we've all got our we've all turn. got our little ear things on. We got mm-hmm. our goggles on. We got on. gloves on. <laughs> you're not gonna you everyone trusts you to not like wave that shit around yeah. to like oh look a just <laughs> look, as a joke go- of putting it's a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> everyone trusts you not to do that. I would I would I would carefully recommend the movie. Mm-hmm. Um and it's weird because it's like if you watch it and you're offended, like okay, don't want you won't like it. Yeah, you know, I it, it's it's a taste thing. Um, and 
another huge warning, terrible politics. I don't agree with any of this. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I wanted to mention that like this movie does suffer from the classic, like when you're making fun of obvious targets, they have good jokes. And then when they're making fun of ostensibly just people who like care about the planet or war, you know, they don't like war or whatever, like the jokes are really weak. Mm -hmm. Like the with the film actors guild, like there's a lot of stuff where the joke is just like global warming is a problem. And it's like, they're just making fun of that. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. And it's I like, guess they're making fun the of like, I, I like what, when they're like, uh, it's our job as actors to, watch the news and then repeat what somebody said on the news as if it was our own idea. <laughs> <laughs> right. They like are sort of making an interesting or like a funny observation, but it feels so it's one of those things where it just feels kind of laced with venom in a way that mm -hmm. is like, Oh, you're just kind of pissed at them. Like you're not really making a joke. Yeah. <laughs> this feels, yeah. This feels like you just don't like them. Right. Uh, it'd be funnier if you, I mean like calling it the film actors guild funny mm -hmm. <laughs> come on now yeah that's just a good, a good joke, joke. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know a lot of the stuff i feel like when they're trying to like target like quote unquote liberals or you know socialists they call like mark uh, michael moore like a fat socialist or whatever a socialist um, weasel yeah a socialist weasel or whatever it just feels so like venomous in a way that isn't like you could have written a joke here that isn't just like that guy is a socialist uh i don't know it, it always feels so kind of toothless um so yeah big caveats for this movie in 2023 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's a funny movie about puppets what yeah. do you think? Yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Treat it as a funny movie with puppets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't ignore everything else. All right, that's the episode. Thank you so much. This formation of the Dark Council, uh, we really appreciate your picks, and, uh, and thanks for doing that. Uh, it was a fun time, and we have to say goodbye to you now. But, uh-oh. A new Is dark, that the council dark council music again? <laughs> uh, next month will also be Dark Council number two, uh, and we are here to announce that they have picked a theme. And you know this, right? You've looked. Yes. Uh huh. Okay. You hadn't. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was going to be telling you this for the first time, but we are going to be doing a month of anime animation compilations. Yes. Um, Don't know what I'm, that means. I, we'll see. I'm so insanely blessed by the dark council they love me they, they have given me this gift of they are to the watch lamb. a bunch of <laughs> uh i love the lord um yes i've thank you so much because i'm very excited to watch the movies that we have picked out uh i love animation as we all know and uh, uh this is going to be a really fun month uh watching this stuff so dark council number two starts next week um, and if you want to find out what the fuck I'm talking about, you can go to patreon.com slash generation loss and, uh, subscribe there and you can become a council member or just support the Sopranos tier or get an extra bonus episode every week, which we do. And you can also get access to the discord where we hang out a lot and we watch the movie that we're going to talk about on the next episode. 
And you can follow us on Twitter at GenLostPod. You can follow us individually from there. You can listen to my other show, BB Bledis. You can hang out, whatever. Until next time, that's, that's movies. movies.